My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker here in December of 2022 with our Athlete of the Year, not Athlete of the Month, the Athlete of the Year for 2022, Ron Pontrelli. How are you doing this afternoon, Ron? I'm doing well. I'm taking a break from work and enjoying your company, so it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, I'm going to start dragging here in a little bit. <laughs> in a minute. Well, you need... probably wake up at 3 a.m. or something. Uh, four this morning. But I, I'm going to I'm gonna use, you know, I always, I'm always like, ah, jet lag. Like, what's this jet lag stuff? You know, I don't travel enough to really, to really be bothered by it. But I got to say, like, this time, yeah, I'm feeling the jet lag. That red eye back from California the other day. I was like, I, I sat down, had dinner last night at like 7 o'clock at night. I was, I could yep. not keep my eyes open. Pre-pandemic, I used to travel for work every week, pretty much. Oh, Whether seriously? It, was a, it might have been just be a day trip for the week, but jet lags, it's a real thing. And it's it, it can kick your butt, and uh, you just have to push push through it like everything else. You were in California recently, right? I was. Were you and Fred? Or just no, you? just me. Just, just you. Me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Personal trip then? Yeah, I have uh, my mom's elderly and suffers from advanced Alzheimer's, and so she's having... Yeah. Uh, I think we're starting to transition into end of life stuff for her. Okay. So my brother and I had to make some decisions. It wasn't a pleasure trip, but uh, no. it was, yeah, I've, I'm in California three, four times a year. That's where I grew up. Right, right. What part of California? I grew up in Orange County, California, down in Southern California, kind okay. of between LA and San Diego. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was much further north. Still oh, chilly. Yeah. It's chilly up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't much different than here. No. Not, and then it rained. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> so athlete of the year. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. What's it feel like? Um, best way I could describe it, it's almost like a perfect cocktail, right? One part okay. overwhelming, um, <laughs> one one part, um, you know, being seen, yeah, and kind right. of just you know, just one one part um, exciting. You know, it's just it's it's exciting for me because a. If you would have known me when I was younger, there was, there, you couldn't even attach the word athlete to me. Sometimes I question whether you can attach the word to me today, but I'll take it, right? Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, it feels, in a sense, really good to, to be seen because, you know, we have such a diverse group of people here. And, you know, from older to younger and, and different things. And, you know, everybody comes in and they're so supportive of each other and, you um, you know, I never think that I'm doing all that much, right, when I'm coming in, because like, I'm still, I want to work on strength, I want to work on endurance, right. and, you know, I've been doing at this for, what, maybe 16, does 18 months now, I don't keep track. I can look that up, but sure, we'll Yeah, that. something like that. Um, so, uh, you, and you feel like, I, don't, I, feel, I feel like I get better, but sometimes, you know, you, you're just continually working. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I've often felt like, I mean, yes, obviously you get better, 
Yeah. Right. Obviously, you track the metrics and you notice last year versus this year, there are certain things that you're doing better. You know, you can move for a longer period of time. You can lift heavier weight. Um, but, you know, you, you, you kind of have that bitter truth with people when they start of you're going to get better. You're going to get fitter, but it never actually feels any easier. Yeah. Like it just. No. <laughs> and, and if it does, then you're just not you're not putting in the effort that you want to put in. Um, and I picked that up from from your online interview, which people can go to our website, industrial-athletics.com and the blog and check it out. You put down there that anything worth doing is hard. Yeah, if anything <laughs> worth doing yeah. is hard. I agree. And, and, and I love I love that because you know, one of our core values is overcoming adversity. And so I I, I kind of I feel like I'm, I'm kind of drawn to that thought process of as much as I want something to be easy. As much as it would just be nice, just once, it was easy, right? right. In the long run, you're right. It, it, you don't get any better unless it's hard. Hard, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, life's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. You, you, you experienced that recently. Yeah, you know, eventually you have to make those harsh decisions. That's right. Right, difficult decisions. Yeah, um, but you also mentioned something. And your your written interview for our, for our blog about narratives. And I wanted to go down that route. So I think the the question on our interview was, what would you tell somebody who was thinking about starting new uh, a CrossFit, you know, or, or or really just joining a gym? Let's just talk more universally, just joining a gym. Um, do you remember what your answer was? Vaguely. I mean, to, I think to maybe to paraphrase it is that I compared it to, so I think an important part of my story of my life is that I'm an adoptee, right? Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, in it's been challenging in the fact that, you know, when you're an adoptee, you don't always know, especially in, in the era that I was adopted, you don't know what your natural origins are. So you kind of live a life of curiosity. Where do mm -hmm. I really fit in? Mm -hmm. um, who am I? Uh, and so... And as many adoptees have, there's a lot of narratives out there, right? Yeah. You're lucky. You're blessed. You should be grateful. So you're always managed to somebody else's narrative of what your life should yeah, be. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. And so I've done, you know, I've done a lot of work in, in the past several years of, you know, finding my natural origins and quite frankly, finding myself. And I've called bullshit on all those adoption okay. narratives. And, okay, you know, thanks I, for the explicit label now on the, sorry. On the podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> beat me. Beat me up. <laughs> um, and, you know, and so even when I was looking to join a gym, and um, I, I, there was a lot of, you talked to people, and there was a lot of narratives about CrossFit. It's, you know, it's only for elite athletes. If you're a certain age, you're probably going to get hurt, and then you'll right. never exercise again. And it's the yep. same thing. I called BS. On all of that, you so, can say bullshit. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It's um, you know, and nar narratives are destructive, right? And yes, uh, it's like that are. other saying I heard recently, and I love it, and I keep it in the forefront of my mind is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And so, not you know, when I come in here, I don't really care if somebody else is doing better than me. I might joke about it, but sure. Um, right. uh, but it's I got I just come here and do my thing, and I do what I can do, and others are doing what they're doing, and I draw inspiration from them, and, and it's all that. So that's that's what I would say for anybody that's new coming to look. Don't let it intimidate you. Don't let the narrative drive your decision. Just come in and and do it. It's probably the best thing I've done for myself. Write your own narrative. Yeah, absolutely. Write your own narrative. Absolutely. Do you think sometimes when we joke about that stuff, it's us acknowledging the narrative? Like we're not ignoring it. We're acknowledging the narrative and then 
that because we're kind of putting that that comical relief behind it, yeah. it's almost like acknowledging and then calling bullshit on the narrative and letting it go. Yeah, indeed. I, I, I completely agree because I think you do have to call it out, make fun of it. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I, I couldn't imagine life without humor and sometimes mm-hmm. I've got to be my biggest joke sometimes mm-hmm. because it just <laughs> gets you through your day. Um, we it, all love somebody who's self-deprecating, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> <you know? laughs> It's one of my best best ways of being yeah. comic. If you laugh at it, but you shouldn't take it seriously, right? Yeah, right. it's just like I like, I'm, especially here. I like to say how old you know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel. I mean, I'm older, but I don't feel old. And really, I feel younger than I felt in years since mm-hmm. I've been coming here. And it, part of it is the exercise. Part of it is just being surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by. Yeah, it's infectious. Yeah, yeah. Even with the younger people, oh, I mean, yeah. it does. It just keeps you moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Hate to admit it that I notice it, because that means I'm getting a little bit older. <laughs> but I was talking with somebody this morning um, that I turn 40 in, in March. And I was like, man, okay. <laughs> I'll accept this. Yeah. I'll accept that I'm getting to 40. It's all right. Truth um, is, it's not, it's not that bad unless you make it bad. Right. Yeah. It, that internal narrative. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, think, I think that's a good theme here is... Because I, I, I find myself, when I'm reflecting, talking to somebody like yourself uh, or other significant people in my life, and sometimes it, it requires a certain level of self-reflection, but you realize the narrative that you're telling yourself, um, I also sort of link it to projecting onto other people, mm-hmm. right? Those same narratives. And I think this, this narrative concept goes beyond... Somebody just thinking about joining CrossFit or joining a gym and, and thinking it's going to be too hard. Yeah. Or somebody says that's for elite athletes. And so they follow that narrative. Um, you know, obviously this expands out much further than just that. And, and you know, we, we can even get on sort of the high horse of we're coming up on a new year. Yeah. Right. And, and this is a great opportunity to to reverse those narratives in your brain. But. Um, I think a, a really good exercise is journaling. You know, mm-hmm. Obviously, I've talked about journaling on the, the show a couple of times. Um, but you take that concept and you write down where you think these narratives exist. right? And then turn back around and reread it. Yep. Yep. And then reread it again till, to the point where you start to question what is that narrative that you're telling yourself. Um, can you think of another area? I know I'm throwing you right on the spot here, like right in, but another area where either you notice a narrative or where you think you flipped a narrative recently. I think in an area I would, I would maybe in my professional life, I think so in, in leadership positions, there's always narratives that come up from the top in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, this is what a leader should do. And it, 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 to an extent you've got to buy into those things, but you're only a good leader if you're also taking some risks and, and doing things and, and learning what what motivates and influences your teams. Yeah. Right. And so it may not always fit into that box or narrative that your HR department might be giving you. Sorry, HR people. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it's 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 having a willingness to kind of um, to lean into something and to, to, to take take some chances or embrace risk, quite frankly. Yeah. And oftentimes we have to work against those narratives. Ugh. Because the narratives are what hold us back. 
Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, the, the example of that it's only for elite athletes. You can take that and use it and say, well, I'm not, an, I'm not even an athlete. Why the hell would I be doing this in, yeah. at, at all? So you just have to, you know, you have to f- find different paths into it. You have to read between the lines and, um, and forward your own path, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would challenge the listeners, again, to just sort of sit down and start questioning it's hard to do, though, because those narratives become such a big part of us that even if they're not true, we tend to make them true. And I'll say that on, on two different levels. I'll say not only are they not true, but we tell ourselves that so much that we start to believe them. Yep. Right. Or while they're not true, we tell ourselves so much that we start to act accordingly and we create the truth out of the narrative. Yep. Right. I mean. I'm trying to think, you know, one, one where I've, I've changed recently is sort of in the structure that I bring to my life. Yep. Uh, and part of that structure is, you know, if I don't eat a certain amount of protein every day, that all of a sudden I'm just going to lose all of my muscle and all of my strength. And I'm going to become, a, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose. I'm just not going to be as fit as I am anymore. Um, and I've started to question that narrative that has been a part of me since I started working out in high school, right? And I just said I'm almost 40 years old. So let's see, is that, that's, that's over 20 years, right? That I've had this narrative that I have to eat certain, in a certain way or else I'm going to lose all of my quote-unquote gains. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've started to question that narrative because I've lived that narrative for so long that it's hard to question it. Um, and, and, you know, I, you know I, I'll, I'll link something to like travel. You know, travel is a great way to disrupt your your structure in your life and, and, and what you do and, and your eating schedules and everything else. And I've had to, to question that narrative recently and try to, to act against that narrative to give me some freedom to do some things that I'm not used to doing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really hard to look in the mirror and see those narratives. Yeah, well, narratives can become conformity. Right. right. In a certain way. Right. And so some conformity is not always bad, but sometimes you have to push the boundaries of, you know, conformity and being a nonconformist or else everybody would just be the same, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, travel is a good example, especially international travel. I mean, talk about disruption, oh. you know. Uh, oh, gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough trouble flying across the United States. <laughs> Yuck. What, do you have do you have a, a practice that you use in order to try to, to catch the narratives? Because. As you said, you, I mean, you do it in all aspects of your life from being uh, an adoptee that, that you have to realize all those narratives are bullshit to being a leader at work to being somebody who has stepped into exercise and changed your life over the last better part of two years. So do you have a regular almost practice or, or steps that you take to try to see those narratives? In a sense, yeah. And so I'll, I'll go back to my adopted thing. So the work that I did, I uh, during the pandemic, it was, it was one of those uh, silver linings that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Is um, two prominent people in the adoption community formed a group that we got together on Sunday mornings uh, while we were kind of locked down, and um, we talked through a lot of this kind of stuff. And we've kept that going. So every Sunday morning, um, we, we meet still via Zoom, and it's oh, cool. what's cool about it is that it's um, it's, it's multinational. So there's people from America, Canada, the UK, Germany. Um, sometimes we get some people from uh, Australia. Um, and so we share, we share what's going on in our lives and we, we kind of help each other. And those things stay with me 
the entire week. So I let, sometimes you just have to let stuff sit with you, right? You, yeah. You just, whether you, whether you hear it for the first time or you're experiencing it, you just kind of have to, I sit in discomfort a lot in a sense okay. to, to just make sure to do that. And it's that whole thing. I think the difference for me is between the difference between response, responding and reacting, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we're emotional beings, right? And our first go-to is to react. But if you sit in it and really think about how you want to respond to whatever it is you're going through, um, it's healthier for yeah. you, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, I, I know that's, that's kind of how I, I do it. I do some journaling, not, I wouldn't say it's as regular as I'd like it to be. And I do a lot of reading. Reading's a big thing for me that, uh, uh, about learning certain things, especially like, um, I think I got it from you. I like to read about those stoic guys. Yeah. All right. When I first I just, did that. Yeah. I bought a book, uh, the 50 letters from a Roman stoic. Think is what it was called and it's 50 letters from seneca that he said the authors have picked i think he wrote like 149 letters that we have proof of or that we yeah. have evidence of and but these are like the 50 most prominent about his various ethics and morals i'll let you know yeah yeah if, if i like it i'll let you know i just got it well i love those things because they just they're they're vehicles of thought you know and they and they transfer one person to another and so you know and those those little things you might read one of the 50 sayings and you could sit with one of them for a yeah. week right and just really dissect it and see how it plays in in to your life and it you know it changes things about you know how people you know even it's so easy. You don't even realize you're judging other people sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. You know, right. and you and you think, oh my god, I just judge. You know, so I'm a little. It, it creates a much more human awareness for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think you just brought up another way to to become self reflective with your internal narratives is through reading. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's harder if you read fiction to do it. I think you can, uh, but I think you have to be open to it when you're reading yeah. fiction. I think self help. Is, is the better, if you're looking to question those narratives inside of you, I think the self-help genre is the best way to do it because sometimes you need that proverbial slap in the face in yeah. order to see something. And you can pick that up from reading and it doesn't feel quite so much like a personal attack yeah, <laughs> if, no. you're, if your friend or loved one right. says it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, while you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic way to do it. Yeah. Is just try to pick up those readings. And memoirs are strong to read too, because yeah. talk, that's nothing but reflection on somebody else's life, on how they've grown through. Usually, it's through trauma, and I, I'm convinced all of us have trauma at some level. Sure. So. <laughs> I think it was Viktor Frankl who said the the difference between a reaction and a response is a, is a breath or something like yeah. that. Don't quote me on that, but he yeah, said yeah. he said something. I think it was Viktor Frankl that said something about that. And you're right. There's a big difference between reacting and responding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man's Search for Meaning is an excellent book. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that is a very good book, and a lot of self-reflection will come right. out of that yes. book. Yeah. yeah, not one to be, not a chipper book to read, though, around the holidays. No, it takes some time to read it. <laughs> I used to read, uh, is it Night by Ellie Weitzel? Is I that have not one? read that. Okay, it's, 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 it's another, was it Night? I think that's what it's called. It's a World War II he was, he was a Jew who was taken from it or with his family, moved in onto the trains and into the concentration camps. And I used to read that like every December. And it was like, you know, the most <laughs> depressing book until you get to the end. And, you know, and then there's, there's an uplifting yeah. uh, moral to it. But um, I used to read that like every December, just get all depressed around Christmas because of the, of the, of the book I was reading. But um, 
Do you have the Daily Stoic? Do, I do. do you, get, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do get that. Yeah, very good. Do you read it daily? Um, do you keep up with not it? Every, I, I, well, I don't read it daily. I do keep up with it. Maybe on a Saturday I might read three of okay, them. Okay, yeah, you pick them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, I didn't take it with me on my, my little breaks. I had, I had four to read. This morning, the red yeah. eye got back, and I was like, nothing was I happening. Can't, I don't even know. How, I, I always say now I'm really too old for red eye flights. Unless I'm going to Europe, then I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrible. Uh, the red eye. Yeah. The red eye, nothing else. Um, all right. Uh, what, what else did you say in there? Um, oh, yeah, you mentioned listening to other people and then sitting with yeah. things that they said. And this was something you also brought up on your online interview where you'll come to class in the morning talk with members and then go home and I, I would say reflect on it. You say sit on it, same yeah, concept, with it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. but think back to what it was that they said and maybe do you have, do you have an idea of what you want to do with it or you just never know? Well, I don't, I never know what is, I may not do anything with it, but you know, like I said, sometimes when I come in, you know, who's ever running the class might say, you know, did you have a good weekend? What happened? And, and I'm kind of an open book. I'll just say, you know, maybe not a great weekend. Here's what it is. And then inevitably somebody will come back and say, you know, I've kind of had an experience like that and I understand. And here's, what, and so hearing those things from, from people, I think, okay. you know, it's, I guess it's a spirit of vulnerability that's uh, that we have if you can let yourself be vulnerable a bit you know people okay. people will, will will come in and i I try, I try to learn as much as i can from everybody everybody's got a story everybody's got you know little pieces within them that are so valuable that sure. uh, if they're sharing them i'm listening yeah i i think i call that humility vulnerability works but i look at that as being humble well, yeah and, and walking into any situation with the idea that regardless of who it is that you're talking to, they know more about something than you do. Yes. So there's an opportunity there to learn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I guess I'll take humility, sure. Yeah, Ego is the Enemy by um, uh, Holiday. Uh, who did the Daily Stoic? Um, Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday um, is, is a good book for that stuff. So, yeah, um, and, and I do, I see that quality in you is that, that level of humility or vulnerability, whichever one you talk about, but, but I'll call it that, that level of humility that you do not think you're automatically right when you walk into a situation, no. um, or when you have an experience, you know, there's something to be learned from that experience that you can always sit, reflect, take, develop the self-reflection to see if you exhibit that and you do want it, you don't want it. How can you change it? And then taking affirmative actions. I read uh, the Daily Stoic that I don't read them on the day. I don't know why I do it this way. I started in the middle of the year. So I always go like middle of the year to middle of the year. So I'm in like June right now of, of the book. Um, and and he was the today's lesson. Shoot, I just lost my train of thought on it. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, crap. What were we just talking about? Uh Humility, listening. I don't know. I think I lost it with you. Yeah, took, you took I, me on that trip. Hold on. Let me uh, let me see if I wrote it down for today's lesson. I know. I was taking you guys on the trip, and I was right there. Oh, if you want to make a change in your life, that you have to take, you have to make more of a change than that one thing that you want to change. Oh yeah. And and so the way that he was, the way that the author was presenting it was, um, if you have this entire routine. 
and you're trying to change one aspect of the routine, it's going to be almost impossible to change that one aspect of the routine if the whole rest of the routine stays the same because a lot of the, the routine is going to lead up to that one step. So you can't just change that one step. You have to change the entire routine. Yeah. Um, and to pull it full circle, I think that also applies if you're trying to change a narrative. Right? You have to change more than just your one outlook on one aspect of your life. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's pull this thing full circle. You're athlete of the year. It's yeah. <laughs> my make a wish moment, right? <laughs> so what's, what's, what's coming up in 2023 for you? Um, you know, there's still things I want to work on. I've done some really good stuff. I mean, everybody here has helped me achieve so many things like Leslie's. I'm doing my banded pull-ups now, which yeah. I never thought I would do. Right. I've been working on my squat depth, which is probably killing me right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's, a, that's a good point about the changing thing. So, you know, when I was not going so deep, I could probably do a heavier back squat. Now I've had to back off on the weight so I can get the depth yeah. down and i think it's more important because it's definitely tougher for me to do that depth so it's something to 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 work on um i think focus for me i'll talk to leslie my thing that's still kind of that i don't have a handle on is nutrition so i still need to okay. keep working working on that yep. is is, is going to be a big focus but just you know just keep doing my thing and keep getting stronger it's you know i want to be here doing this you know when i'm 70 if i can right and yeah. so i think the only way i can do it is to keep doing it and um, i just noticed i just took a little trip friend and i went away <laughs> with some friends and um sorry for the barks that's river <laughs> river quiet go ahead yeah no, but i it came back it's just like you know you take a little bit of a week off where you can't do the same level of intensity and yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it's an aging thing but boy it was definitely a, a, a shocker that this week on a, a couple of days it's like oh my god i just i thought i could do this no problem no <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think that's necessarily an aging thing i yeah. think i think anybody who takes a week if you take a week off of no activity you're going to feel it when you come back. I mean, it's just, it's in your bones. Yeah. It's yeah. in your, it's in your muscles. It's in your muscle memory. Um, but the idea is to get back into that routine as fast yeah. as possible. Cause then it comes back faster. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah. It was good. And this weekend was fun. I did the, uh, 12 days of Christmas for the first time. Yeah. yeah. You get, you got here. So I had to miss it on Saturday. Yeah, I was so. here and it was good. I, uh, I got to do some solo moments at the end. Everybody else no. was finished but me. That's all no. right. <laughs> Don't tell people that. You'll scare them away. No it's, no, it's not. It's part of the process, right? It's it's part of the it process. It is. It is part of the process. You know? And this group is so good. I had Kayla with me. She decided, yeah, I'm going to finish with them. And so yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really, you know, a solo act in the end. No. Everybody stands around oh, and cheers you totally. on. Totally. It's great. And then yeah. you indulged in cookies, right? Um, I actually had to leave. I had to get a haircut. Oh, so, no, uh, you missed the best part yeah, of I it. I came back. I did okay. come back about an hour and a half later, but yeah. I'm just so, stoked because I came home to three bags of cookies on my right, desk. There so. you go. <laughs> They're all in the freezer now to be consumed over the next couple of months, right? Right, right Ron? The right, next right, couple right. of months. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I... And I uh, uh, so I've got to figure out now because usually I come and watch you guys do your seventeen hundred burpees. Oh, that's right. Now you, I've got to just pick one day. And We're going to spread them over. Yeah, you can come do two fifty with us. If yeah, you I want. don't think I could. It's do not that. that bad. Oh yeah, it is. It's like it's like day four and <laughs> four and on is going to be. Oh, I'm going to start doing like ten an hour for. 
20 or two hours or something like that. There's, there's anyway. still my there's still my nemesis there. I would say they're a tall man's uh, Malou, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> but then you got us on wall balls, so. Yeah, that's all right. You have your things. That's right. Anyway, Ron, I appreciate you coming in and getting highbrow with me on some, sure. some internal narratives for a few minutes. I'll let you go to get back to your work day. Yeah. I got to try to wake up here. That's I got right. still got a few hours. You got to go back to work now for a few hours? Yeah, a few hours. No, maybe for like <laughs> an hour and a half or something <laughs> at most. Um, no, it's, I don't torture myself that much. No, but uh, uh, no, this is good. And it, it, I can't leave without thanking you, know, you Jen, Rich, Leslie, and Kayla, and everybody here that, that's a member of this gym. Everybody's, you know, it's... It's uh, like I said, it's kind of my wake a wish moment in a way. You know, yeah. I'm not really good with the tension on things, but <laughs> I'll try my best. But uh, I'm grateful to, to, to be. It's a part of the adopting narrative that I want to oh, yeah, shun is go. being grateful. But I'm, I'm grateful for finding this place and, and, uh, and you know, having everybody here. It's great. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Yeah. You're very welcome. So thank you. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up here with our athlete of the month. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, we're finishing off uh, 2022, so stay tuned for some new Athletes of the Month, maybe some other episodes to come out in 2023. Hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. Hit the ground running on the new year with some goals, not resolutions, some goals. Make some changes in your life. If you ever have any questions or topics, reach out to us. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon on The Stronger Revolution.